0: All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much, and uh, good morning, everybody. So glad to have you tuned to our program today. We are here for the next almost an hour to talk about the plants at your place, and that'll be fun. I hope you'll pick up the phone and give us a call. The phone number is 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Pick up that phone. Give us a call, 888-256-1080. 1080. We're uh, here in the middle of the uh, month of September and headed toward uh, headed toward uh, uh, toward cool weather. We think sometime this week that'll be nice. So I hope that uh, I can help you propel yourself into gardening for the fall. So pick up that phone give us a call let's talk about what you might do with fall landscaping, fall flower planting. Uh, Maybe it would be uh, maybe it would be annual flowers for the wintertime and spring. Maybe it would be bulbs for the spring. Whatever it is, let's talk about it. 888-256-1080. If you are interested in, and Jared Taylor, by the way, let's give a little bit of credit. Neil, come on. He is there ready to work, and uh, he is a wonderful producer of a program and this program. So give a call, and Jared will be the first voice, the first person you'll talk to. Then I'd be the second. 888- 2561080. Um this is uh, pretty much absolutely last call for planting new turf grass. You can plant Bermuda grass through the winter time, but if you want to plant uh if you want to plant zoysia, I really would get it planted right away. If you're in the southern half of the state, you want to plant uh, St. Augustine, I'd get that done as soon as you can. If you want to plant um uh, if you want to plant uh, zoysia in South Texas, uh, you'd be fine now, but it's just, it's right at the edge of uh, close enough to the first freeze in North Texas that I would be very concerned. I know it doesn't seem like it could be a first freeze anytime soon when daytime highs are in the high 80s or 90 and, uh, 90s, and, and uh, but it, it can happen. And a year ago, much of Texas had its first killing frost in late October. So that's like five or six weeks from now. So don't take a chance. If you're going to be planting, um, if you're going to be planting uh, new turf grass, get it done now or overseed uh, the area with ryegrass or just seed it with ryegrass if it's just bare ground. Heads up, I went to buy my ryegrass this week and a couple of places told me that uh, there is a supply chain shortage of ryegrass seed this it's going to hit everything before this is all said and done. And so I found some and went ahead and bought it, and I'll be planting it in a week or two. All you have to do is keep it in the garage uh, dry and, and out of extreme heat, and it'll be fine for a couple of weeks. Just don't let uh, rodents get into it. But, um, but if you're going to be playing ryegrass, the time is, is uh, going to come sometime after this first cold front comes through. And uh, it will give you green grass during the wintertime and spring, and then it dies out by April or early May, late April, early May. Perennial rye apparently is not going to be available this year. And, of course, all this comes from Oregon, and Oregon had its own share of problems with all the fires, so that may be another part of the problem. But this supply chain thing is just, uh, it's just really a problem. I have a friend of mine who is a greenhouse grower, and he ordered his pots for his bedding plants. He needed tens of thousands of small pots for, for January potting of his plants. He always orders in September to make sure that he gets his order in in December, so he'll be ready to roll as soon as poinsettias go out. And then he takes a couple of weeks off, and in January, starts potting things up. Sir, we can have them to you in April. Oh, great, that's not gonna do me good. He said, let's just cancel that order. I'll figure something else out so uh, be forewarned. Um, I am navigating on my laptop now with uh, a trackpad that is almost dead of batteries. Nice, nice thing to discover. I'll be searching for batteries, but I also need to get my call screen page up, and that alone is going to be an interesting challenge if I have to use an old trackpad that is on the laptop and it is uh, not feeling well. Uh, it is... Uh, swollen. All right, let me ask uh, Jared something. Russell and Corpus Christi is a legitimate this week call. Is that right, Jared? Hey, we have calls, folks. Yeah, I see Ed and Corpus Christi. It's our Corpus Christi beginning today. All right, I'm going to take my first break. We have calls. We have business. We are live. Things are well. Life is right with the world. Again, if you'd like to call, we have two lines left open, 888, and you don't have to be from Corpus Christi. We broadcast to about 33 stations from Alpine to Crockett, and from Corpus Christi to the Amarillo area. Give us a call, won't you please? 888-256-1080. This is the time of year that it's really exciting to broadcast this program. This is the time of year that it's really challenging for Neil to broadcast this program and think about, okay, now this caller is in Amarillo. What are they encountering now? Oh, and then uh, Corpus Christi on the very next call. So it's fun to do this. I love this program. 35 years now. 888 888- two five six ten eighty. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is your go-to gardening reference now in its fifth printing. I self-published my book so that I could have Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. The three of us had worked together on many, many different kinds of projects over many years, and they are the two most outstanding people in their fields that I've ever had the blessing to work with. I didn't want to go through a publishing house where I would be assigned people of their choice. I wanted people of my choice so I could have the book I always wanted to hand to you. Now, If you've not ever published a book, you don't know what I'm about to tell you. But when you self-publish, you get to pay everything up front. Yo! (laughs) Yikes, in other words, to translate. But it really is worth it because that way you get to decide all the things that you put in your book. And and, and I'll confess, if you want to put a photo of your family, your grandkids with you on the title page, the credit page, not the title page, To say, hey, I just want to say thanks to my grandkids. It's okay to do that. That's not the reason for the book, for goodness sakes. But but you have that ability. You try to smuggle that one past a publisher who is cutting every possible page out of the book, not going to work. But in this case, I had, I had the opportunity to put 840 of my plant photos that illustrate what I'm trying to teach in my book. Eleven chapters. Chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Things you have to know about soils and hardiness zones and the climates of Texas. And like I was talking about, Amarillo to Corpus Christi, Alpine to Crockett. This is quite a state. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar of when to do everything in your landscape and garden. Chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. All covered in great detail. 344 pages, high-quality paper, a hardback. All of that would have been chiseled down had I gone through a publishing house. And then you would have had a distributor and you had a retail place somewhere out there selling it to you. The price would have just kept going up and up and up. This book is thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage. You are paying me and you're paying the post office. And that's it. And it's a pretty good bargain for you. Oh, and by the way, I got it printed in Texas instead of in China or some other foreign country. I wanted the business to stay in Texas. I think you'll like this book. I'll guarantee your satisfaction with the book, or I will refund every penny you spend on it. We've sold 77000 almost 78000 now. And I've not been asked yet to refund one penny on any of those books. I sign every copy as I sell them. Here are the two ways you can order the book because it's not in stores and it's not on Amazon. You order it from my website or you call my office. Website's quicker because you can do that right now at neilsperry.com. N e i l s p e r r y dot com. N e i l S P E R R Y dot com, or you can call my office Monday through Friday business hours, eight hundred seven five two grow, eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. The Better Way At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller buildings are spectacular. Mueller's durable roofing panels are ale-resistant, and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at just a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller today, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Call them at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877 268-3553 or visit them online at Mueller Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Okay, before I go to the before I go to the calls, I gotta tell you, I'm I'm a Big Ten graduate, grew up in Texas, went to A and M, transferred to Ohio State. And loved the Big Ten, loved the Midwest. Came back to Texas as soon as I finished a master's degree. Well, I taught for two years in Shelby, Ohio. But I still have a fondness for the Midwest. I have never rooted for Purdue. They were the competition. But I'm rooting for Purdue today. And I'll tell you exactly why. They're playing Notre Dame. And Notre Dame has made it impossible for... And and I'm married to a music major. And we go to halftime shows of all kinds of different high schools to watch their halftime performances, their bands. Went to one last night, McKinney North High School and uh, Rockwall Heath. And um, so the Purdue Boiler Banker Band is not going to be allowed to take their biggest band in the country or the world onto the field because it won't fit in the tunnel that Notre Dame has. And Notre Dame is not letting them bring it in any other way And I am just, uh, Jared and I were talking off air. I hope as good as the aerospace or aero program at Purdue is, I hope they figure a way. I hope they have a way to get that thing on the field. I just hope they do. I'm rooting for Purdue today. So anyway, that's my two cents worth. There you go. Let's go to the phones and talk gardening, something I know something about. This is Russell in Corpus Christi. Russell, this is Neil. Good morning.
1: Good morning.
2: How can I help
1: you? I have oak trees in my property as uh, a residential property, and I cannot grow anything else. Everything I put in the ground dies. I put fertilizers. I've I've ground up. You know, turned the dirt. Uh, I've I've put you know potting soils, dirt soils, everything. I just cannot get anything to grow. Once it gets into the ground, it dies. Help me! Help me!
0: All right, I will try my best. Um... Questions I will have for you. Um, are you planting these other things beneath the oak trees or near the oak trees?
1: No, no, they're not. They're kind of, a, you know, do a, a little flower garden next to the, the house and stuff. And, you know, you plant some stuff in there and, and it takes about a month, maybe two, and they're all dead.
0: Okay, well, the reason I was asking, obviously, was uh, had to do with competition, had to do with shade. So you don't think the oaks are influencing the other things that you're planting?
1: Uh, I probably a little bit. You know what I've heard is, you know, again, they the oaks drink up a lot of water, they take up a lot of the sun, and then they're all leaving right. Well,
0: them. that's that's yeah. that's what I'm asking, and and it it, it could be the competition. Uh, there are people who will tell you that nothing will grow beneath oak trees because they give off uh, oils. And that is a process called allelopathy, where one plant inhibits the growth of another plant. I think that's bogus in the case of oaks. I grew up in in an oak forest in College Station, Texas, and and we had I had lovely flowers, and I have lovely flowers beneath pecan trees. Pecans have the same reputation. Now, I want you to list uh, maybe four or five things that you have tried to grow that didn't grow.
1: Uh, rose bushes for one all right okay. uh, i've actually i've actually got an apple tree i tried to you know it was growing in a pot right nicely and then as soon all as right. i put it um, boom
0: okay just just list me five or six things
1: um even the grass even the grass around my yard you know, all something.
0: right keep okay. going
1: um what else do i got going on that i any any fruit or vegetable i try to put uh, in the ground give me a
0: couple of give me a couple of specifics names
1: i give you a blackberry blackberry it's, all right it's, you know it's, all it's, right give me another give me
0: two more give me two more
1: even even my tomato plant just I all mean, right one more yeah uh one more um can't think of one more right
0: now. <laughs> all right, that's. I'll start with those. I'm not going to cover all of them, but I am going to ask you a couple of specific questions. Um, the uh, grass that you are growing, uh, do you have no turf grass in your whole lawn anywhere?
1: Uh, well, I went you know playing at some those those Just uh, no,
0: don't don't tell me the whole history. I, I need to, you know, I have other callers. All yeah, I need I is is short answers. Do you have do you have good lawn grass in parts of your yard? Uh,
1: yes, yes, actually I do.
0: Yes, I do. All right. Do you find that that good lawn grass has any different set of circumstances than where you're having trouble growing lawn grass? Uh,
1: the only difference is would be it was further away from the tree.
0: All right. All right. What kind of grass are you trying to grow? Floratum? Yeah,
1: St. Augustine grass. All right. I, All right.
0: Been, and I've do you been, find, do you find just yes or no, do you find that the St. Augustine gets thinner the closer you get to the trees?
1: Uh, it doesn't get thinner. It just starts to, you know, uh, just kind of bald. It looks like my yard is balding out. <laughs> I guess, yes. it yeah be I, uh,
0: Yeah, I... I I can, I can call the top of my head either thinner or balding out, and I think it's about the same thing. Okay. <laughs> so leave, leave the turf grass aside. I, I rest my case on that one. Um, I want to go to the roses. Uh, I want to ask you, without getting into a store name, uh, describe the place where you bought them and the month that you bought them.
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, I usually buy my roses on Valentine's Day. Instead of buying the ones, you know, that die, I buy All ones. right.
0: I, I don't need details. I just need to know, describe yeah. the kind of store. Was it a, a retail nursery or was it a, a national chain store?
1: Uh, Both, actually, but more national chain store I would say.
0: All right. And what size container were they in?
1: Uh, it's, gosh. <laughs> I would say just a regular, it looks like, you know,
0: a a six inch pot. Six inch. All right. And were these, uh, were were these standard roses or miniature roses? Yes.
1: Standard. Yes. Standard.
0: All right. Um, that's way too small. A pot for a a standard rose. They should be in two gallon uh, pots uh, or bigger.
1: Yeah, I thought they were just like, you know, sometimes they come in a little plastic bag with just the roots in there, and, you know, you pull them out. That's
0: correct, and And at that time of year, they would, although in Corpus Christi, that should be earlier than Valentine's Day. You should Mm -hmm. be getting potted roses in two-gallon pots at an independent retail garden center. You ought to go to the best retail garden center, probably a one-location garden center that specializes in roses. All right, uh, so, and they need to be planted in raised beds in full sun. So that's, uh, that's a possibility. And you want to look at the earth kind rose list on Texas A&M's website. Uh, that would be the ones that are resistant to black spot. And um, that is very important for you because of the humidity issues you have along the coast. Ooh,
1: that yeah. would
0: be roses. What month do you plant your tomatoes?
1: Uh, we just planted them back in about April, I think it was.
0: April is gigantically too late.
1: Too late, April is yeah. too,
0: April is too late even in the uh, in the in North Texas. Uh, you need to be planting tomatoes where you are in Corpus Christi uh, probably in mid-February, maybe not this year because of the cold, but most years in mid-February to the first of March so that they can mature before it gets hot. What variety did you plant?
1: Oh, I can't. I don't remember. My my wife just brings me. Can a, you
0: describe? Can you describe what you were trying to achieve with those varieties? Were they large tomatoes, medium sized small?
1: Uh, yeah, there were the uh, the that small. Uh, uh, what do they call it, small little? Uh. All
0: right. That's good. You want to stay with small to, at the most, mid-sized tomatoes. Big boy and beefsteak are disasters in Texas. Ooh, um, okay. Each of these has its own set of questions and own potential uh, uh, pitfalls. And so it's not as easy as saying, blame it on the soil, blame it on the oaks, blame it on some one specific thing. They're all full of their own problems. That's why you need to work with local information from extension fact sheets that's why my book would help you that's why other texas garden reference books would help you that's why uh, localized sources texas master certified nursery professionals in uh in in corpus christi would help you that's what you need to do this is not anything that is a a broad sweep one answer fits all kind of a deal yeah. russell i got to move but that's that's exactly what the problem is you got a lot of different things that need to be fine-tuned
1: Okay, uh maybe yeah. maybe your book will help.
0: Well, I I know it will and if it doesn't then I'll I'll refund all your money but uh but I and it will be okay. a huge head start for you, huge, huge. But I Anyway, go good right luck direction. with it. All right. I hope I helped you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right. We're going to go take a break, come back to Ed and Corpus Christi, and I will give you, if you care to call, the same kind of attention. I try to help. Sometimes you have to ferret out the questions a, a, a plant at a time because, you know, it's, it's like saying uh, in a doctor's office, what's wrong with all these kids? Look, they all came in on the same day uh, to a pediatrician's office. And, and most times they have different problems. That's kind of the way life is. So, anyway. Uh, let's see, I have now laid down my ads that I just read right on top of the ads that I need to read. So let's see what I have here. This is for Neil Sperry's Gardens, my free electronic newsletter. It comes out on Thursdays. It comes from my computer to your email. It comes just a little after 6 p.m. every Thursday. I think you'll enjoy it. If you don't get it, I hope you'll subscribe. It's free, always will be. This is not a, a thing where there is... Uh, Let's see, what do you say? Paid, um, uh, subscription, uh, format available, whatever. I forget what it says in the app store. This, and this is not an app. Uh, but anyway, this is, this is just what you get. You get eGardens. It's free, always will be. Uh, there are always five stories in eGardens. One of them will always be a featured plant of the week. Something that is very important for that particular time of the year. One will always be a featured question of the week, a question that has come up repeatedly. Another will always be gardening this weekend, where I point out the most critical things for you to accomplish in the ensuing three or four days. That's why we publish it Thursday evening, so you can make your plans for the following weekend. Niels Ferry's E Gardens. I write almost all of the stories. We've been doing E Gardens for 18 years. And uh, most recently, we've gone monthly, uh, weekly. It had been monthly. We've gone weekly as of five years ago. I hope that you would um, I hope that you would think about looking at it at my website. Same place that you go to buy my book. That's at neilsperry.com. Click on the eGardens tab. You will see the place to sign up, and you also will see the option to look at the eGardens stories from day before yesterday. Neil Sperry's eGardens at Neil Sperry and E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neal Sperry's eGardens. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. Let me give those those numbers again. Let's uh, see the phone lines fill up. How would that be? That, that's not too much to ask on a Saturday morning. I don't think so. Let's do it. 888 256 for the texas lawn and garden hour ed in corpus christi has been waiting very very patiently i better be good ed this is neil good
2: morning good morning sir i've got two quick questions um about 10 years ago i went up i'm in corpus but i went up to the course area out in the pasture and i got some wild garlic and uh, i've been i've been losing a few every year and i'm trying to increase this because i'm too old to go up there and tramp around in in the pasture but i've got four cloves that i dug up when they went dormant this year and i've got two uh that look like um onions you set out that i pulled up so they are they're laying here waiting to be planted so my question is when do I plant them? Am I too late, too early? What kind of soil should I use in order to make sure that I don't lose this precious wild garlic?
0: Okay, Ed, let me answer you, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a an asterisk as big as my hand on this answer, and I'll explain why. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer you that garlic garlic that we plant in the garden is is planted from cloves in September. We're in September. And so this would be the time for planting garlic. Now, the onion family is quite large, and there are lots of wild forms. And all I can do is, first of all, I need to acknowledge and tell you that I have a horrible allergy to the entire onion family. I carry a laminated card in my billfold, and whenever my wife and I eat out, I send it to the kitchen and ask for the manager to come out and speak to me. Because even onion powder in uh, salad dressings, for example, or anything, and garlic, anything, I, I'm in the hospital eating any of it. So I don't grow it. I don't, I'm not around it. Um, and then the other thing I need to admit to you is that my dad was the poison plant specialist for Texas A&M University when I was growing up. And I got I heard the calls on the old black phone on Saturdays and Sundays, Uh, that would come from anguished parents whose children had eaten wild onions. Or it wasn't necessarily children, adults, who'd been out dining in the woods and they'd eaten some wild onions. And I heard my dad on several occasions say, those things can be deadly poisonous quickly. And you will hear that even now in the news of people eating wild onions and so that's the asterisk that I'm putting on my answer. I I don't want to recommend that people go out and hunt wild onions.
2: Okay, wild, these are garlic. not. I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Perry, yeah. but these are not onions. These are the garlic ones you, that look like that. Yeah,
0: you mentioned you mentioned the word onions in your question, and I'm I'm saying this to the others oh. listening. Oh,
2: okay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry.
0: Be, because I don't want people to go out and start hunting yeah. wild onions and yeah. and not know this. Now. That's why I started my answer by saying if these are garlic, then garlic is planted in September and harvested yeah. in the spring. So you're at the prime time if you are sure these are safe and if you're sure they're garlic. So that's that's where I have to leave my answer. I assume okay. no responsibility.
2: No, I understand. Yeah. No, it is garlic. I've eaten some of it, and I'm 78 years old. And you're still,
0: you're still here to talk to me about it. There yeah. you
2: go. Oh, yeah. run a few miles <laughs> a day, too. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: uh, that's why you're 78 and I'm 77. I hope I make it to 78.
2: <laughs> oh, well, good for you. What, what What could I do for the soil? Is there anything I really want to save this? Because sure, you I'm do.
0: Hundred, I understand. Yeah, they will do well in uh, in in well prepared soil. You don't want to plant them in in uh, in heavy clay, uh, and so adding some organic matter to loosen uh, a soil or to retain moisture in in a sandy soil, but elevated so that if you get one of those storms that blows through and brings you about 23 inches of rain like they seem to do, that it'll drain away fairly yeah. quickly after the rain. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, they don't, they don't demand much. How far should I plant them apart, these cloves? That I don't know because I haven't really grown them, but normally onions you don't plant very far apart. Garlic would not be very far apart. They tend to be taller plants, bigger plants. And yes. uh, you've grown yes. enough of that one. I, I think I'm going to yield to you. You're probably a better expert on that particular one that you have than I am.
2: Then my next question is, my grapes are growing up. i They're all growing over the arbor now. And what should I do right now with the grape vines? Anything? Or no, you cut them not much.
0: Or? No, not you don't cut them now. You'd cut them in the winter. You'd prune them in the winter. And, and okay. you, you do a significant pruning in the winter because your goal is to have fewer grape clusters each year each at each harvest but have them be bigger better quality and so you take a lot off each grapevine each year if if you can if you can get to them a lot of times we grow grapes in a way that it's hard to unwind them from our arbors but uh, ideally you would take 80 or 85 percent of that vine away every winter and okay. uh, and a lot of times that's almost impossible but as much as you can take off, but that is done in, in January,
2: January. Yeah. Oh, Mrs. Perry. Thank you so much. I'm sir. glad you, you
0: called. I'm glad yes, you sir. called. Have a good day. Take yes, care. Sir. All right. All right, folks, we have lines available. Give a call right now. Wouldn't you please? That would be a wonderful thing to do. And uh, 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, you'll find a whole lot of, uh, answers to questions there because there is a lot of information. 840 photographs to start with in 344 pages. I've had people come back to me, a lot of people who have said, Neil, I bought your book and I kind of expected it to be like a, a photo book when I got it. Just full of photos, not much else. And, I was really surprised how much editorial there is in there. And one of the ways that I have found through writing for a career for all my life is that if you use bullets, and if you use lists, and if you use charts, you can condense what you're writing into a much more usable format. So, for example, there are 25 multi-page charts. For example, in both annual and perennial uh, chapters. Uh, there are charts that list the 100 or 120 best uh, flowers, best annuals, and best perennials. Perennials has 120 best, and those charts will tell you how tall, how wide, what colors they the flowers come in, um, what months they bloom in, just with little indicators in the in the chart, uh, the growth form that they have, if they need sun or shade, what zones in Texas. Uh, to which they're best adapted, uh, my overall A, B, C, or D ranking of those. In other words, how, how well do those perform? Will you be really happy with them, or will you be nah, kind of happy? <laughs> and so forth, all the way down, and then some comments. So that makes it so easy to choose the color program for, a, uh, we'll say, a, an October wedding in your backyard or, or whatever. Okay, so that's just uh, one example The uh, uh, chapter 2, 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants. Do you want to know what insect problems are likely to show up in June or what disease problems are likely to show up in April? It's all in that chapter, chapter 2, the calendar. All of this, 11 chapters written for every county in the state of Texas, 11 chapters covering every aspect of lawns, landscapes, flower, fruit, and vegetable gardening. Neils perry's Lone Star Gardening not in stores and not on Amazon. It's available only from my website or by calling my office Monday through Friday business hours. Satisfaction is completely guaranteed or you'll get a full refund. We've had uh, uh, 70,000 copies sold almost and no requests for refund to date. I think you'll like it. Remember, 840 photos, high-quality paper, hardback printed in Texas. Thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. By the way, the postage rates are going to go up because they're having trouble hiring enough employees, so they're going to raise the rates and uh, and slow down the delivery time starting, I think, October 1st. So you need to get this ordered if you want to do it for Christmas. The two ways, neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, or you can also order from... Um, uh, my office by calling 800 752 4769. 800 752 GROW. But the better way is com. More after these messages. All right, Kelly, thank you very, very much. 888 256 1080. I'm here every Saturday. I've been doing this program now for about 35 years. And uh, and I love this program very, very much. A couple of things I will uh, give you heads up on, and they, they have to do with plantings in the fall. Uh, fall bulbs, uh, fall planting of bulbs. Uh, if you are interested in daffodils and uh, grape hyacinths, they are for sale now in nurseries. Uh, they're coming in. This is the time to buy them uh, while the supplies are at their best. Uh, with daffodils, stay with the small early flowering varieties. Avoid, avoid King Alfred and Mount Hood and Unsurpassable, those large hybrids that bloom late. They will bloom one year and never again. What you want to do is stay with types that will naturalize, and the best of those are Carlton and ice follies. There are some others. Cheerfulness has nat- naturalized well for me, but my gosh, you cannot beat ice follies, and uh, Carlton, the most, the two most popular daffodils in the world. For that reason, uh, buy lots of them and put them in masses, uh, and and those you can plant right away as soon as you get them. Now, if you're going to be planting tulips, those need to be refrigerated to give them an artificial winter. They they. Come to Texas and they think, Wow, don't recognize this climate. This doesn't seem like it's good for blooming. That's kind of personifying just a little bit there. Uh, and they have to be given an artificial winter. When you get them, uh, you need to put them in the refrigerator for a minimum of 45 days. So uh, they uh, go right into the vegetable bin or into the where you put milk or something. And you leave them there until mid. December. You 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 can leave them longer than 45 days. You just don't want to bring them out before it, they've uh, before mid December. Uh, reason is any warm soils that you have after you plant them will reverse the the chilling the cooling the cooling effect, and so you don't want to you don't want to let that happen. So uh, be sure that you uh, be sure that you uh, get them planted. Uh, mid-December, and that goes for Dutch hyacinths as well. Let me take my last break, and we will come back and go to Genie in Canyon, and we'll get our program back uh, uh, right there. Let me tell you about uh, my website. It's neilsperry.com. That's where you buy my book. It's where you sign up for eGardens. It's N-E-I-L. S P E R R Y.com. And you also can see my 1,001 frequently asked questions. That was another book I wrote once. And that publisher went out of business. And I said, Hey, I'm just going to put that on my website and let everybody see what they would have paid money for. They can see it for free. N E I L S P E R R Y dot com. I hope you'll take a look at, uh, Neilsperry's Lone Star Gardening while you're there and take a look at eGardens. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller means so much more. It means that you have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers. They'll help design the building of your dreams. And it means you'll have a company in business for 90 years standing behind your warranty. It also means you get tons of added value, such as a roofing site visit. Forklift delivery and a Mueller Assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. M-U-E-L-L-E-R, I-N-C.com. Give them a call at eight seven seven two Mueller. That's eight seven seven two six eight. Three five five three, or stop by one of their thirty-three locations. com because Mueller means more. We'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly. We go west with our questions. Now let's go to Jeannie in Canyon. Jeannie, this is Neil. How may I help you?
1: Yes, sir. I had uh, Dutch irises that made seed pods this year. Can I plant those seed pods?
0: Uh, yes, you'll need to take the seeds out individually and plant them. I'd probably plant them in uh, uh, four-inch pots and grow them for a while before you put them out into the garden.
1: About okay. That, yeah, I couldn't believe it. that it did that after all these years. It, I've yeah. never seen them before. Good. And, uh, but, and I had one more question. Okay. My tomatoes are are rotting on the vine, and they've got cracks up on the top.
0: All right, the cracks on the top are probably a result of heat. Are, are the cracks coming down from the top, down?
1: Uh, uh-huh, yes, uh, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, a result of um, uh, temperature changes. That happens to a lot of summer tomatoes and, and early fall tomatoes when it gets really hot. Uh, that is one of the nice things about fall tomatoes. If you plant tomatoes in midsummer, and allow them to uh, ripen in the fall they will not have that they'll they'll be more like what you're used to seeing oh, okay. in, uh, in the in the seed catalogs the rotting uh, could be a part of that there may be some bacteria or, or fungal organisms getting into those cracks or it could be bacterial soft rot i don't, I don't know what it is without
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, without seeing what you have is it only on the bottom end of the fruit that's blossom end rot, and that's moisture stress. Also, I should have asked that first.
1: Okay. That's blossom All right. well, end rot.
0: You can look that one up online. Blossom end rot. That's in my frequently asked questions on my website.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I just love your program and love thank your books, you. and um, it's just amazing your knowledge.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know about that, but thank you very very much. I've been around the block a few times. <laughs> have a great day. Let me uh, answer uh, answer David. Uh, don't let's see how much time do we have, Jared. All right, Jared, this is... Uh, I'm sorry, Jared. David in Pecos, this is Neil. How can I help you?
1: I have three quick questions.
0: Oh, no, no. I have about 30 or 40 seconds. How can I help?
1: Okay. Uh, do you know how to get a screw bean mesquite to plant and grow?
0: You would just harvest the seed and plant it and grow it. I'm, I'm not sure what you're asking.
1: Well, I planted planted three or four times in the garden, and the seeds don't hatch
0: Okay, perhaps they're not ripe. Uh, perhaps they're not mature when you're harvesting them. They have to okay. rattle in the. They have to rattle in the fruit before they're mature. You may be harvesting too soon. I see, and and I'm gonna let Jared pull your volume down so I can answer this one because I have thirty seconds or so. Uh, what can he plant in the desert other than cactus? Um, David, I would encourage you to use uh, a lot of the other plants that are are native to the uh, the Big Bend country, for example. You have a lot of the yuccas and the agaves and the other things, but there are a lot of other xerophytic plants that don't look just like cactus, and you can then bring in some of the other plants. For example, um, uh, I, I don't have time. I just don't have time, but there are some wonderful plants there. Thank you for listening, folks. Happy gardening.